excuse me, that's big news about Gil Hodges, Jim Cott. I remember Jim Ray Hart, Jim Ray Cott, and Minnie Minoso making the Hall of Fame. I guess Minnie Minoso had to. He played like, not decades, centuries, it seems like, like five or six centuries. And while people are uh, milling their way into the chat room, uh, maybe we'll get some music on in the background. Right now I'm watching a guy uh, sizzle some eggs on YouTube at 2.35 in the afternoon. We'll talk about the whole hacking incident too today. I don't know what happened still. Uh, but I did get hacked. But let's put this on first and we gather ourselves. Yeah. 
that's a band called Bleachers. Just throwing it out here real quick. The front man from that band is a guy named Jack Antonoff from Bergenfield, New Jersey, which is right in my neck of the woods. It's like two towns over. Bergenfield, who, who knew? Bleachers. It's a good indie pop band. Uh, at least I like them. I don't know. What, what do I know? This could be the last week of news for a while in baseball. It's like Mal Pal and I were saying in the chat room before I came on, the biggest news of the day was uh, Bartolo Colon. I'm not Bartolo. Well, he had a great career, 247 wins, I believe. But Christian Colon announced his retirement. And yeah, you know what? Maybe some of us, uh, Daniel, don't ever say goodbye to me. You never can say goodbye. No, 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 no. They should have gotten Freddie Highmore from the show, The, the Good Doctor, to do that part. No, 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 no. You never can say goodbye. Um, but just some interesting stuff going on. Christian Cologne announcing his retirement. For 19 hours on my news feed, the top story was Kevin Pillar getting a second surgery on his nose after he was hit. And I saw, he didn't look as bad as Tony Canigliaro did after he got hit in the eye by Jack Hamilton back in the 60s, I believe. That was like in the the mid to late 60s. Tony Canigliaro, uh, kind of a, not a pathetic hero, but man, he his life was cut short, Canigliaro. Uh, but yeah, he just, Kevin P- Millar, K- Pilar, Kevin P- Millar is a different guy. Kevin Pilar, he looked terrible there for a while. He looked like his face was scrambled by eggs. Uh, yeah, Miami Dolphins. Well, they had it. I thought it was kind of an easy one today for them, even though it was a decent game. Great. I, I didn't even know that it went to a vote today, Mal Pal, because I will say something that happened to me. To, I don't know. I'll maybe wait till more people get in as a cautionary tale. The one guy on my, this week, early in the week, and come on, you guys, Daniel and Mal Pal, I mean, especially you two guys, there were a million, literally, a million moves in baseball, like from Monday to Wednesday. And I thought, you know, I'd have enough stuff to go on for like six or seven hours. Not, And thank God for you guys, it didn't happen that way. But the one guy that, the one signing that was kind of interested, interesting, happened kind of late too. It was like right at the last hour before the CBA was, uh, well, before the meeting, it, it, you know, everything closed up. There's no more transactions for a while. But Marcus Stroman, right before the deadline, signed with the Cubs. And Marcus Stroman, for some reason, on my site, there was more said about him than any of the other signings, even the Corey Seager 10-year, $325 million signing, which I think really, like, it almost set the world off kilter. And then a couple guys on my site, when I mentioned it, said, well, baseball's been off kilter for the last 20 years. And I believe it. that's $325 million for Corey Seager. I'd like to talk about that after after I talk about Stroman got, what did he get, three years and what, $71 million? Was that it? Something like that? It was like $23.7 million a year. And he was the best 
starting pitcher left, right? Uh, after all, after all the main guys signed, and then Marcus Roman signed with the Cubs. I mean, he did sign an eighteen point nine million dollar QO qualifying offer from the Mets last year, and he made good on it. How often do you see that? The guy said, "I'll take a year, and I'll prove that I can get a bigger deal." Right, and by the time he's done with this three-year deal, what's what's Strowman's like? Thirty-one, thirty-two, maybe. I mean, he'll be thirty-four, thirty-five, but and maybe able to get another deal. I mean, he had a pretty good year: three hundred two ERA and a one fifteen WHIP. Well, kind of an underappreciated year: one hundred and sixty-one hits, one hundred and fifty-eight strikeouts, and forty-four walks in one hundred and seventy-nine innings. That's a pretty good year, as the Mets. Well, he be, I guess he became the de facto ace when DeGrom went down. He started the year as probably the number three starter, maybe number four even. Uh, the three-year deal, yeah, I've just got it on Google, $71 million. And yeah, he was a top free agent starting pitcher on the market. And another guy, I'm going to talk about Stroman in a minute, Rich Hill signed a one-year deal with the Red Sox. And guys were, on my site, all these Red Sox fans are saying, is this all Bloom can do is get, uh, well, Malpal, that's, uh, yeah, that's something else. So we'll talk about that also. 477 ERA. Nowadays, a 477 ERA, you kind of, I don't know. In the old days, that was terrible. Nowadays, you're like, you're a number four starter getting paid like $10 million a year for a 477. But Rich Hill, he had 158 and two-thirds innings this year, 2021. And you go over his career, Rich Hill. You look at the numbers on baseball reference. It's like half a column there. I mean, it's the Rich Hill career is actually longer than, let's say, the Jewish book of great athletes. It is. Rich Hill's been playing forever, right? I mean, I think on 9-11, he was standing up by the Yankee dugout. I don't even, he hasn't been playing that long, but it, it seems like it. And it's 158 and two-thirds innings last year. That's the second most of his career. He had 195 innings with the Cubs in 2007. So I'm just saying, I don't know if the Rich Hill signing for $5 million is, is that bad by the Red Sox. You're not signing Rich Hill to be your number one guy. No. Yeah, but Nick Martinez, well, <laughs> maybe the Padres got a bit the, you know, maybe they got a break on it because that deal I heard Malpal didn't quite go through. The, I mean, all the way. They didn't finalize it. And that might be a favorite to the Padres. I was a little surprised about that deal myself. But Nick Martinez for... What did he get? Four years and twenty million, or five? Four years, I think he got right. So five million a year. That's what Rich Hill got. Would you rather have had Rich Hill for one year, maybe, or Nick Martinez for four years? Uh, yeah, no, I think yeah, Rich Hill's wife was kind of tough. I think that contract five million was actually for Rich Hill's wife. I think Rich Hill's been like involved with the Red Sox like six or seven different times. In his career. I know he's played there a few times. Three or four times. With the Red Sox. You just can't get enough of uh, Rich Hill. But Stroman. Getting, just getting back to him real quick. 
I don't view him as a number one guy. No, we don't. But what did the Cubs do this offseason? I mean, well, first of all, Stroman has an opt-out, right? You know, after the second year. So it's basically a two-year, $50 million deal. And if he does well, he may just say, you know what? I'm going to try for another deal. And if he does bad, and this is always a team's... Uh, that's why I don't like these kind, kind of contracts, the player options. Obviously, if he's great, he's going to say, hey, I'll get more money. And if he's terrible, well, I'll stay there and help my team. You know, but it, so it's, it never works out for the team that way. Something should be done about that in the CBA. And I think we're just the guys that can do it, Mal Pal. We really are just the guys that can do it. Um, but the Cubs, though, what have they done this winter? And if you think that this was a team that was supposed to be like the Pirates and not do anything, you know, they added Stroman, right? Who They, they added uh, Wade Miley for a one-year $10 million deal. Two pretty good pitchers. You know, if you have Kyle Hendricks as your one, even though he had a bad year, and Marcus Stroman as your two, and Wade Miley as your three, I'm not saying it's that bad. Uh, they signed uh, catcher Jan Gomes, but what do they do with Wilson Contreras? He's a pretty good catcher. I'm going to say he's a top five catcher in baseball, right? That's a low bar, I know. It's, you know, like being a top five tight end in football. Of course, they, they did sign Gomes two years. I think he got $14 million. Clint Frazier, they, they uh, added, and they... At the trade deadline last year, they added a pretty decent second baseman by the name of Nick Madrigal. So are they rebuilding? Are they going to trade all these guys at the deadline? Well, Marcus Stroman doesn't throw hard per se, but he's in the mid-90s. I know Kyle Hendricks. He's Kyle Hendricks, I always said this, and I think a lot of people have said it. I don't know if I'm the first one. I'm probably not. Kyle Hendricks is a poor man's Greg Maddox. Let that sink in for a second. Well, I take a sip of this uh, vodka and soda with lime. Ah, little stoly. I haven't had a drink since last night. You know you're an alcoholic when you say, I haven't had a drink in about 19 hours. And that's true. That really is. Now, if we could talk about this, the whole world is, I just, it kind of depressed me. Not that I care. It has nothing to do with me. A guy making $325 million over 10 years. Really, Corey Seager, great guy, right? A world champion in 2020. An MVP, I think, in, in what, the, one of the NLCS or the, maybe, maybe he won a World Series MVP last year. I don't have it in front of me. I probably should have looked it up. But uh, I, I don't know. Let me see if I have any notes. Did I take any notes about, I should have. Uh, yeah, here, about Corey Seager this week. Now, we have to assume Marcus Samin is going to uh, second base in 2022. My question all week was, is Corey Seager worth $150 million more in the total contract than Marcus Samin? And I said, I don't think so. And guys are saying, no, this is a great deal for Corey Seager. $325 million. I'll, I'll tell you who's thanking Corey Seager right now is a guy named Carlos Correa. 
or Korea. It sounds like a country I know. Yeah, Minoso was, uh, well, Nellie Fox is a Hall of Famer. Tony Oliva, interesting. He was hurt a lot, Tony Oliva. Uh, Minnie Minoso, yeah, didn't he, in the Negro Leagues, didn't he play the infield, I thought. I thought he was only an outfielder in baseball in the, in the, in the majors. Minnie Minoso played forever. I think he's still playing. I really do. He's like Sherm Lawler. Those guys played forever. They really did. But now, Corey Seager, just go over some career highlights for a second. But then I want to, after that, I want to talk about the hack. I hope Lenny stays on for the hack today. I was hacked, incidentally. Um, but he was the NL Rookie of the Year back in 2016. Young guy, I think it was 22, Corey Seager. And had career highs in at-bats, runs, hits, home runs. In 2019, he led the NL with 44 doubles and had a career-high 87 RBIs. In 2020, Seager was MVP in both the NLCS, where he hit five home runs and had 11 RBIs. Uh, And in the World Series, where he had two more home runs, seven RBIs, five runs, and six walks. So those are his career highlights for $325 I wonder if he's going to stay healthy enough, right? Does he, he's had a couple, I think in his, would he play 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, that's six years, has he had two fully healthy seasons? I don't know, he's becoming kind of like a Mike Trout when he's out there. Yeah, he's great. And that day, the Dodgers lost both Max Scherzer and Corey Seager. And I guess, yeah, they had to sign Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor had a pretty good year last year. Why not? Do I have any notes about Chris Taylor? Probably not. Uh, oh, I just wanted to mention, we were talking about Stroman, King Hap. Marcus Stroman, uh, he was the best pitcher. And then I have it on Google right now. These are the, some of the pitchers left. As free agents who can't be signed until after everything is, let's say, settled. In baseball, Carlos Rodon, but they pay Carlos Rodon like $100 million. The guy's only had one full season, albeit this past year he was pretty good and a no-hitter. And I think Clayton Kershaw finds his way back to the Dodgers. I really do. I, I don't know. In a way, you like to think it's like a Freddie Freeman possibly going back to the Braves. It's kind of romantic a little bit. The only organization they've ever known. Can you see Clay Kershaw? I know I read what everybody's read that he's going to go to the Rangers. I don't know. I just see him going back to the Dodgers. and Justin Verlander is another guy who is in limbo a little bit because his deal with Houston hasn't really been consummated, but you have to think he's going back to Houston. They offered him a lot of money, $25 million and a $25 million option. That's $50 million for a guy that's only made six or seven starts the last few seasons. Zach Granke's out there, and you say Kikuchi, Michael Pineda, John Lester. These are the names that are out there. J.A. Happ, Drew Smiley, Brett Anderson, Tyler Anderson, not related, Mike Fulton-Nevitz, Quang Hyun Kim, uh, Matt Harvey, Martin Perez, Martin Perez, Jake Arrieta. They're all out there. 
Oh, yeah, you guys, I, I'm, my, my fantasy football team today, I'm down right now. And actually, I've made a nice comeback. I'm down 83, 81-73. I'm 4-8. I have to win out. Because there's only three teams that have great records. And all the other teams are like me. They're mediocre. I'm playing a team that's 5-7. and seven. If I lose today, I'll be 4-9. and nine, And I won't make the playoffs. So I have to win today. Uh, I have Russell Wilson going right now. Devonta Freeman's having a good game. In the 10-9 Baltimore lead over the Steelers. I was about to say the Pirates. The Ravens in baseball probably could beat the Pirates. Josh Jacobs has 14 points for me. Logan Thomas has 10 right now. Justin Tucker, usually my best guy, has four. And the LA Rams defense has six for me. And whenever I play a team, the other guys always do well. Like David Montgomery for my opponent had 20. And Michael Pittman had 10. And some guy named T. Higgins. And why would you name your kid T? T. Higgins had 19 points. Had a 29-yard touchdown catch. And nine catches for 30, 138 yards. Oh, T. Higgins. Who the hell is he? Plays for Cincinnati. But I'm doing well. I'm holding my own, literally, as I often, as my wife says, I often do. I'm holding my own here, Daniel, which is fine. It's not always the worst thing in the world. But I'm still trying to get over the Corey Seeger deal and Nick Martinez's paperwork hasn't gone through. Four years, $20 million. They didn't get, get it filed in time before the lockout. Uh, and that began Wednesday night at 12.01 in the morning. I guess you call that in the morning, even though it's really night. But it's after midnight, as Eric Clapton once said. After midnight, do we not let it all hang down? I don't, I don't really know the words, but I'll, I'll just... Yeah, T, T-E-E, T, Higgins. You put that down on the first hole to hit your drive. You're, I don't understand it. Technically, Nick Martinez, Malpal, still a free agent. And look at these guys from on the 40-man roster. And you know better than me, Malpal, of your San Diego Padres, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Mike Clevenger, who... He's probably going to be 15 months or 16 months removed from Tommy John surgery. He should be ready to go. Chris Paddock, uh, Denelson Lamette. Is he, are they going to use, I think if they're smart, they put Denelson Lamette, now pal, in the bullpen. I'd rather, Paul Harvey. I'd rather probably have Paul Harvey. How about the actor? Remember from what was that movie? He was in like a the Manchurian Candidate, Lawrence Harvey. Remember him, anybody? Remember Lawrence Harvey? Harvey, I got a sister that could beat Harvey. Oh, that was from Jackie. That was from the Honeymooners. I forget. I wish I knew it. To Nelson Lamette, though, I think if the Padres are smart, let's start him in the bullpen. The guy can't last more than a week above ground. He needs protection just to walk out of the stadium. He really does, Merrill. I'd rather, I'd take Paul Harvey right now, too, Malpal, over Matt. But Matt Harvey probably gets a deal somewhere. And the pod, your Padres have Ryan Weathers and Mackenzie Gore. They have a cast of thousands. They re, right? I mean, come on. They're like, a, like a million guys there, literally. And like I was telling people on my site today, and 
I get on my site this morning and say, do not open any attachments by me. And why should you anyway? What do, what do I have to offer anybody? Don't, don't open anything from me. It's crazy. But I was hacked. And right away I got on and I get 470 IMs of all my friends saying I sent this to them. All these guys, I'm trying to scroll through. I'm trying to get on as many as possible saying don't open this attachment. And Lenny gets on early. And it was great to hear from Lenny in my time of, it was like terrible what was happening. And Lenny gets on and say, said, you've been hacked by Warren from Chicago. And I'm telling my wife, I go, hey, Lenny got on and said, I've been hacked by Warren from Chicago. He must know some guy that's hacking people's sites. I got to get on with Lenny and see what he knows. And I did, Lenny, what's going on? He goes, you've been hacked. Warren Hacker from Chicago. And I'm saying, hmm, I've heard that name, Warren Hacker. I've heard that name. I think he was a pitcher for the Cubs in the 50s. So I Google it. I said, Warren Hacker. Warren Hacker. And I, I see his lifetime stats. 62 and 89 in a 12-year career with a 421 ERA and a 126 whip. 1,297 hits allowed. 557 strikeouts, 320 walks, and 1,283 innings. And he's been dead for over 20 years. And that's the guy that's been hacking me. And I'm saying to myself, man, I got scared there for a minute. But I'm glad it was Lenny. And it was fine. He won 15 games in 52 with five shutouts, a 258 ERA. And he led the NL with an 095 whip. That was his only season of semblance to anything meaningful in life. Of course. Come on, he led the league in losses another year with 19. But that year he had a career best, 106 strikeouts. Yeah, no, Warren Hacker. Just keep him with, don't open any any attachments for me. Not that anybody would. And it's true. Nobody, come on, nobody cares about me, really. You know, I'm the simplest multimillionaire anybody would ever meet. Believe me. And I really am. I am a simpleton in every sense of the word. I told Lenny when I got on, Lenny, I said, I'm a little bit of an imbecile. And Lenny, of course, in my hour, it was like I was grieving at the time. It was like I lost, you know, my pet cat or something. And Lenny said, don't worry, George. You're more than just a little bit of an imbecile. You're a big imbecile. And that, that, that helped, actually. That actually helped. So I think I'll be back. Uh, I'll miss Lenny in the chat room at 9 o'clock, Monday through Friday. Actually, I have physical therapy tomorrow, but that's at 11. The hip is getting... I'm getting the hip replaced probably toward the end of January. So I don't know if I'm going to be out of commission. I might have to... If I'm still, God willing, still above ground... Uh, I might have to do the podcast from a hospital bed. It's probably never been done before. But Warren Hacker, if Lenny, if you ever get hacked and Lenny says Warren from Chicago hacked you, come on. I thought that was a hack myself. I was three years away from being born in 1952. Three more years I was there. Of course, the Yankees this week, and it wasn't after Wednesday. 
Well, of course, we're going to go over some of the signings. I have enough stuff here for like three weeks. I can just keep going for the next week and still talk about the same stuff. The Yankees have talked to the Rangers about a trade for Isaiah Kiner-Falifa. And the name is great, of course. And Kiner-Falifa, 2021, played 158 games. I believe he made 156 starts at shortstop for the Rangers. So I'm saying, I'm scratching my head a little. Why did the Rangers pay $325 million for a guy named Corey Seager? Yes, he's better than Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. He's better, of course he is. But this is the Ranger pitching staff from what I saw this week. John Gray, who they signed to a four-year deal. A.J. Alexi. Dane Dunning, who spent has spent more time in his career in the trainer's room than on the baseball field. Taylor Hearn. Who the hell is Taylor Hearn? I'd rather have Tommy Pittman Hearns than Taylor Hearn. Spencer Howard. Spencer Howard was actually a pretty good prospect years ago for the Phillies, and he's kind of stalled. I wonder if he's in AL only, if you put a dollar on Spencer Howard and do, some, do say, five Hour Fathers and five Hail Marys. No, I know. I know. I should. I... Uh, now, it's going to be bad, I think. I just hope I don't get hacked that day. And the hip replacement. I, I don't know if I could take that. All that. Now, I'm saying, why didn't the Rangers do this? Keep Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at short. Or move him to third when you, if you sign Marcus Samin. I like the Marcus Samin signing. Seven years, $175 million. It's the going rate for a guy like that. And as I say, Marcus Samin... Is the same guy as King Hap and Austin Eckler. They're all the same person. But why didn't they do that? Let's put Samin at short, Kiner Falif at third, and then you sign a guy like Cesar Hernandez. Right? Didn't Cesar Hernandez sign somewhere this week? I might have to Google this. I'll just keep talking. Because, you, you know, as a DJ years ago, you can't have dead air. Right? I got to see. I, I thought I had some notes on this. Let me let me just put on a little of Monsters and Men. Right, I'm gonna, and I'm going to Google Cesar Hernandez. I think he signed a four-year deal. Tokyo, it's alright, we can 
come back to of monsters and men. But no, they did the national. I like the signing. Why wouldn't the Rangers sign Cesar Hernandez? And I, I would have rather, honestly, and I don't know how you guys feel about it. I would have rather have had the Rangers sign Marcus Stroman for what, $71 million? What were some of these other deals? I know Max Scherzer probably doesn't go to Texas. He, uh, well, what were some of these, some other guys out there? I don't know. What, what do I know? But the, the, the Nationals did sign Cesar Hernandez, one year, $4 million deal. And from 2016 to 2020, our hero, Hernandez, had a .357 on-base percentage. He, Sold out for power. We know that last year had a career high, 21 home runs, uh, but a career low, 308 on base percentage. So, but he did. He, he had 84 runs, 62 RBIs, a 694 OPS, and 570 at bats. These were some of the guys that were non-tendered this week: Mike Ford, Ryan Howard, Wander Serrero from the Nationals. I always thought and. I've mentioned this. I always thought Ryan Howard, the relief pitcher for the Nationals, who was non-tendered, was the older brother of Bryce Harper. I don't know why. It's like I always thought Charlie Tilson was a black man. I don't know why I thought that. But he's not. Richard Rodriguez and Johan Camargo by the Braves. Johan Camargo has since signed somewhere else, maybe with the Phillies. If I'm, I might be wrong there. He was over 20 uh, for the season, counting regular and uh, the playoffs. Probably got a ring, though, right? Timmy LeCastro from the Red Sox, non-tendered. Matt Boyd, the Tigers. Robert Gazelman, I love that name, from the Mets. Juan Manaya or Juan Manaya from the Twins. Wasn't he a GM, Juan Manaya? Was that his name? I graduated high school with Al Manaya. They used to call him Quackman. Just a, a little trivia. Jose Rondon from the Cardinals. Daniel Vogelback from the Brewers. Phil Gosselin from the Angels. Billy McKinney, who Texas just signed, but then non-tendered him. Uh, Matt Stram from the Padres. They were all non-tendered Tuesday. There were more guys. Those are the guys that I kind of noticed. Uh, no, I like, I like Stroman. I'll tell you something. I don't think he's, you know, I think he's a little mouthy for what he's done in his career, but I think he's pretty good. I was The one guy I was a little surprised about, because he wouldn't have cost a lot of money, was Jose Rondon from the Cardinals. You know, he pinch hit 44 times, and he, he appeared in games at second, third, left field, right field. In 80 at-bats, he had 13 runs, and three homers, nine RBIs, eight walks, two stolen bases. So, he's Jose Rondon, for God's sakes. Why don't you try to Keep them at least, right? Rysel Iglesias returned to the Angels. Four years, $58 million. He declined the one-year qualifying offer from the... But they did sign him. He made the right decision. You knew he was going to get some money. He had a great year last year, right? Didn't he? He had 103 strikeouts and only 12 walks in 70 innings with 34 saves. An 093 whip. 257 ERA. I mean, come on. That was a pretty good season for Rysel Iglesias. He's been around for a while. He has 140 saves over, over a seven-year career. Came up as a starter with Cincinnati. Um, James Paxton signed a one-year 
$10 million deal with the Red Sox. I didn't even know he was going to be ready for the start of the season. Why do you pay him $10 million? Since the start of 2020, he's only thrown 21 and two-thirds innings with a 6.65 ERA. I don't understand that deal at all. But then you go back to 2017 to 2019, he was 38 and 17 for those three years with a 116 whip and a 354 ERA. 550 strikeouts and 134 walks. So in 447 innings. So yeah, he's he's been good when he's healthy. The problem is he hasn't been healthy for three years. And it cost the Red Sox $10 million. I saw what why the Red Sox fans, especially on my site, were upset by the signing of Paxton. And Daniel Hudson this week, another signing. I like the deal a little. One year, $7 million with the Dodgers. You know, he didn't have a bad year. He had a 108 whip and a 331 ERA this past year. 40 hits and 51 and two-thirds innings. 75 strikeouts and 16 walks. Uh, the Dodgers still don't, per se, have a closer. Unless, right now, is Blake Trinan the closer? Does Daniel Hudson get into the ninth inning? There, Kenley Jansen isn't signed. But Daniel Hudson's a world champion two years ago with the Nationals. Well, compared to Martin Perez and Garrett Richards, Malpal, James Paxson's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I would have rather signed a late actor, Bill Paxton. Wasn't he like an Apollo 13, Bill Paxton? Died kind of young. All of a sudden, he was dead. Like, I just read online. The guy died of some illness. He went in a hospital, and then he died that day. It was crazy. Bill pa- I love Billy Paxton. Alex Cobb signed a two-year, $20 million deal with the Giants. I mean, how many times can the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, how many times can they catch lightning in a bottle? Right? Two years, $20 million, That's the going rate. He only made 13 starts in 2019 and 2020 combined. Cobb made 18 starts last year for the Angels. Had a 376 ERA, nice ERA, 126 whip, 98 strikeouts, 33 walks, and 93 innings. Not bad. Not a bad comeback season. And the way the Giants have been really festooning, I love that word, their pitchers, uh, you know, who knows, Alex Cobb. We're going to throw down a dollar or two. He probably goes for more in NL only. I'll throw down a couple bucks on him. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, Dick Paxton. Well, that wasn't Dick Paxton. Who was that? Was that his name on the show? That was Dick Van Patten. Remember, that was Dick Van Patten from It Is Enough, now, pal. His, son, his sons were Adam Rich, was the youngest son. He later had some drug issues. Diana Highland was his first wife, but she died of cancer. She was a, she dated a much younger John Travolta at the time. She was beautiful, Diana Island. She really was. Uh, and is another signing this week. I kind of I don't know. Did I? Say, I don't know if I scratched my head per se. But Andres Munoz signed a four-year, seven-point-five million-dollar contract to your with your Padres, I believe. I didn't even write it down, but I I think it was your Padres. I could be no. I can't be. He's in the AL now, I'm pretty sure. I didn't even write it down. I, oh, it was the Mariners, I bet. It was a West Coast team in the AL. So it had to be the Mariners signed Andres Munoz 
to a four-year, $7.5 million deal with club options for the years 2026, 2027, and 2028. And he throws hard. He just doesn't throw very often because he's hurt all the time. He had Tommy John. He missed the whole 2020 season. And between the majors and the minors in 2021, he only threw four and a third innings. It's crazy. And I remember there were other guys like him, like Archimedes Caminero, who had a brief career with the Pirates. Do we remember him? If you don't remember Archimedes Caminero, at least remember his name. And Tehran Guerrero, they regularly threw 100 miles an hour. No, Paxson can't. Paxson can't stay on the field. He's like Rich Hill. If you can get 35 starts between those two guys, it's probably worth the $15 million. Seriously, they're both good when they uh, when they pitch. But Tehran Guerrero, whatever happened to him? I had him on an, on an AL team one year when he signed with the White Sox. And I don't even think they ever called him up. Mitch? No, Perez. Stay. Come on, Martin Perez. He's going to I Like I said last week, someone's going to sign him to a four-year deal with a $6 million option for next year. Corey Knebel, I know Lenny talked about him, signed with the Phillies, a one-year $10 million deal. He had three saves for the Dodgers last year, and 30 strikeouts and nine walks, an 097 whip, uh, 25 and two-thirds innings, right? Corey Knebel was pretty good at a time. He was an all-star with the Brewers in 2017, had 39 saves, 126 strikeouts, and 76 innings pitched that year in in an NL leading 76 games. Jacoby Jones, we talked about him. He signed a minor league deal with Kansas City. Hit 170 and 100 at-bats. And there's a guy that really need uh, needed a change of scenery. Jacoby Jones. I know Lenny liked him. I kind of liked him at one time. He's athletic. He could play all three outfield positions. Uh, if I had to sign one, I'd sign Martin Perez. All money being the same. I would sign Martin Perez without any equivocation because the one thing Martin Perez has is he's a lefty. And we know lefties have nine lives. All things being equal. Yeah, no, he was Knebel. I think that's a good signing by the Phillies. I, and I bet right now he's the closer. I don't even know. Who, who else do they have in that bullpen in Philly? I'm down 87, incidentally 75. I just went to my... Um, Football score, but only down by 12. I was getting my ass kicked for a while. Russell Wilson's up to 16 points. I'm playing against Taylor Heineke, who ended up with 16 points for my esteemed opponent, who's 5-7. and seven. He also needs this win. We both need this win. I'll tell you. But who, who's in the bullpen for the Phillies? Do we know at all that they still have Jose Alvarado? Is he still there? No, they always have like a lot of Hispanic guys there. Connor, Connor Brogdon. That's a guy I like in NL only next year. Sam Coonrod. And I don't, I think nowadays you can't even say that name anymore. Coonrod. Albeit it is a fun name to say. Is Sir Anthony Dominguez still there? He always sounded like an English nobleman. And who else did they have? Ryan Sheriff. And Yoan, I think they signed Yoan Lopez, who I did like at one time. I mean, so right now you're looking at that bullpen. Corey Knebel. I don't think they have Jose Mesa anymore, but... I remember trading Jose Mesa in an AL only years ago. He had a week where he had five saves. And I said, I'm going to sell high on this guy, Jose Mesa. And I got Michael Tucker, 
the Kansas City outfielder, and another guy. It wasn't Rocky Coppinger from Baltimore, but it was a guy like that. I got it was it ended up being a terrible trade for me because Jose Mesa had like 45 saves that year. It was early in the season. And what a stupid trade that was. And I mean, I had to be in the early 2000s. I could look it up when Michael Tucker played for Kansas City. Michael Tucker was also in, not the baseball player, he was also in the show L.A. Law, right? right? He was married to the taller woman, Jill Eikenberry, and they were in L.A. Law. As the, he was Stuart Markowitz, Michael Tucker. I would have rather, honestly, Mal Pal and Eddie Heckman have gotten the actor, Michael Tucker. And the league was up in arms over that trade. And I'm like, no, this guy, Michael Tucker, is pretty good. He's going to be pretty good. And man, was I wrong about that. One free agent that hasn't signed yet. I was kind of surprised. Eddie, especially, I was surprised. Andrew Chafin, a left-handed reliever, right? He he played for the Cubs last year in the A's and, and had five saves, a 183 ERA and an 093 whip. 45 hits allowed in 68 and two-thirds innings, a 2.9 war, which is pretty good for a relief pitcher, for a setup guy, 64 strikeouts and 19 walks. I'm surprised that no one has signed Andrew Chafin yet. And left-handed hitters were, as you'd expect, 16 for 94 against him. That's 170 with a 473 OPS. And I'm looking at the contracts of left-handed relievers so far. Aaron Loop a two-year, $17 million deal. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you're, you want your kid to play baseball, your baby, make sure he's a lefty. I'll tell you one thing, and we've talked about that now, pal, that trade. Albert Pujols for Nephi Perez is was a better trade than Jose Mesa for Michael Tucker. I forget the other guy. It, it wasn't Rocky Coppinger, I don't think, but it was a guy like Rocky Coppinger. If anyone remembers, he was a pitcher from Baltimore, and he was supposed to be pretty good. I figured I'd turn a great week from Jose Mesa with five saves into two guys that might be, have some upside, and I was wrong, of course. But other lefties, though Aaron Loops on that two-year $17 million deal, I think with the Angels, Brooks Raley signed a two-year, $10 million deal with Tampa Bay. Didn't Brooks Raley spend like five or four years in, in the East, like in Korea or Japan? I just remember that. And he came back last year and had a pretty good year. Jolie Rodriguez signed uh, with the Yankees for $2 million. Those are the left-handed relievers that have signed. And I looked up on the board the left-handed yeah, no, Steve Carlton is a Hall of Famer, though. He had, a, he had a terrible end of his career. I wish I had those numbers. Andrew Miller's still out there. Brad Hand. Jake Diekman. Daniel Norris. I think Daniel Norris was the guy that lived in the VW, uh, right? The Volkswagen bus. Not, yeah, I think that was Daniel Norris. I don't know if he still does. I mean, he must have made enough money to at least get an apartment for himself. Jason Shreve is still out there. And I, as I always said, like uh, Erlen, Robbie Erlen and Wade LeBlanc, I always thought Jason Shreve and Andrew Chapin, Chapin were the same guy. Not Lauren Chapin, princess from Father Knows Best. 
Sean Doolittle's still out there. Tony Watson, Grant Dayton. These are some of the great left-handers still out there. Jace Fry. That's like a make made-up name. Andrew Albers is still out there. I think he pitched for the Twins for a while. Tyler Webb and Cody Reed. I'm just I'm not saying great, any great shakes, but those are some of the left-handed pitchers that we can chop. Right over the next few weeks or months, I'm getting some stuff on Facebook. Steve Olmo, are you going out tonight? Weekly streamer, Dynasty Baseball, can we? Uh, yeah, this is some good stuff. Buck O'Neill's in the Hall of Fame also, according to my... Uh, uh, I thought uh, the one guy I think should be in a Hall of Fame is not Dave Parker, right? He's not a Hall of Famer, Dave Parker, I don't think. Uh, we, we talked about some of the deals this week. I mean, I have enough right now to talk, if God willing, into next week. Uh, Robbie Ray signed a five-year, $115 million deal with the Mariners. Won a Cy Young this year. And they had, that's got to be his best year, right? 32. He's had some good years, 32 starts. And he led the AL in ERA with 284 and whip, 105 and innings, 193 and a third. No pitcher in the American League threw 200 innings. Four pitchers in the NL threw that. No, Parker should be in the Hall of Fame. Dave Parker had a pretty good career. Right? He had a lot of hits. Didn't he have almost 2,800 hits? I'm guessing. I don't have his numbers in front of me. You know, wasn't per se a prolific home run guy, but he probably had almost 400 home runs, Dave Parker. Uh, he had 13 wins, too, Robbie Ray. 52 walks and a 6.7 war. Pretty good for a pitcher. His previous best season, I, I wrote down, was in 2017. When he had these numbers with the Diamondbacks, 15 wins, 162 innings, 116 hits, 289 ERA, a 115 whip, 218 strikeouts, and 71 walks. That year, he came, believe it or not, he came in seventh in the NL Cy Young. What did he do to the voters? What did he do to piss them off? He made his only All-Star team that year. Didn't make the All-Star team in 2021. And that was the only year besides 2021. 2017, that he received any Cy Young votes in his career, Malpal. Any. He didn't get any, ever. And remember last year, no one really wanted to take a shot with Robbie Ray, and I think he signed that one year kind of like the Prove It contract with the uh, Blue Jays, right? And he, he had the 2020 truncated season where he issued 45 walks in 51 and two-thirds innings. And had a 6.62 ERA. So I'm going to say the Blue Jays did a great job inking Robbie Ray to a deal. And one thing, I know, I see, my thing is basically I do an AL only. I'm, I have them for $2 in the AL only I won. The same league I have Martin Perez for a dollar. I'll keep Robbie Ray. No, I won't keep Martin Perez. But Robbie Ray in an AL only. Right now, and he's pitching for Seattle, which is known to be a pretty good pitcher's uh, haven. Probably, I'm going to say, goes for 27, 28. You're taking a shot there. He's only really had those two good years. Last year, his Cy Young year, and 2017, his only All-Star team. So, I, I don't know.
Wow, Eddie. Yeah, no, but he's a guy. He's a guy, really, that you can never drop, can you? I know. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. I think Mal Pal and I should each, Eddie, cut you a check for $325. If Mal Pal's in, I'm in, of course. Uh, one guy I was a little surprised this week that was DFA'd was uh, Colin Moran by the Pirates. And they made room for Yossi Tsugo. Easy for me to say. And I, I don't know. I wasn't big on that one-year $4 million deal for Tsugo. Why? Where are you going, Pittsburgh? But not that Colin Moran's that great. Colin Moran probably, probably in arbitration, I guess, would have gotten $6 million. I don't know. Is $6 million for Moran and Tsugo $4 million about the same? I don't know. Probably rather have Tsugo for $4 million and save the money. You know, Colin Moran had an 80 RBI season back in 2019. And this year had 10 homers, 50 RBIs, 724 OPS, and 318 at-bats. Did spend some time on the IL. Another, this was an interesting signing, Mal Powell and Eddie and Daniel. See, see what you think here about this signing. King Hap, of course, the great King Hap. Every Wednesday night at uh, 7, King Hap and Taco. Taco got in touch with me today. I got to find the, the post from Taco. Uh, here it is. Taco, uh, I just started a job today after two years vacation. I work six to ten, but I will do my best to show up. That's Taco. And Taco actually asked me a question in a two-keeper league. You can only keep two of these four guys. Mike Trout, Teoscar Hernandez, Kyle Schwarber, and Cody Bellinger. He asked me who would, he, who would I protect. Right away, I'd say Teoscar Hernandez. I'd see where Kyle Schwarber ends up. I'm not sure I would keep Cody Bellinger if you could trade him. I might try to do that, King Hap. But, oh, Taco also. But Taco's working. It's pretty good. Two years vacation. That's nice. I have a couple months off. I work twice this week. But now with the hip, it's tough to carry bags. and There are no carts going out. So I might be done for the season. And you might be seeing me in the chat room in the morning more with Lenny, the great show from Lenny. We'll see. Brave sign. Uh, right-handed pitcher Kirby Yates to a two-year, $8.25 million deal. Hasn't pitched really. Okay, he's throwing a couple innings. But 2019, he led the NL with 41 saves for San Diego. And yet, remember, he had that great year, a 119 whip, uh, ERA, an 089 whip. He had 101 strikeouts and 13 walks in 60 and two-thirds innings. Kind of like what Rysel Iglesias did for the Angels this year. But he missed all the 2021 after undergoing Tommy John. And the year before had six games with the Padre. So uh, it's not spending a lot of money. $8.25 million over two years on Yates. And the Braves usually make some good moves. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to get... I'll try to be under the knife a little bit. Maybe six weeks from now. We'll see. I'll keep the site posted if I live long enough. The Yankees released their first baseman. They're good I'll tell you something. He had some solid minor league seasons, and I think he was a lifetime Yankee. Chris Gittens, or as I call him, hard-hitting Chris Gittens. Finally made the majors last year, but he received 36 at-bats, had four hits, a home run, five RBIs, 13 strikeouts, and seven walks. He did walk, guys. And the team, the Yankees, said he's 
likely to pursue an opportunity in Japan. This was a signing. It was kind of like after uh, the uh, Samin signing and before the Corey Seager signing. Javier Baez, a six-year, $140 million deal with the Tigers. And if you put that in the context now, that's actually not a bad deal right there, right? I mean, is Baez worth $185 million less than Corey Seager over the over the totality of the contract? I don't think so. You know, I mean, I know he strikes out a lot. He led the majors in strikeouts with 184 we only walked 28 times, but still had an 813 OPS in 502 at-bats and a 4.6 war. Had 31 homers and 18 stolen bases. And it's not because of Javier Baez. I made a bold prediction on many sites. And people remember. People only remember when you're wrong. No one remembers when you're right. No one will say at the end of the year, man, you were right when you said the Tigers were going to win the AL Central. But everybody and their mother, they're going to say, Man, were you wrong. You're an idiot. And it's true. That's true, of course. But I'm saying right now the Tigers, King Hap, win the AL Central. What about that? That's a bold prediction. They have some good young pitching. And I know Lenny talked about the Tigers one day this week, and they were trying to look for the Tiger fan on the site. I don't. I think he left probably before talking about him. John Scope at first. Heimer Candelario had a pretty good year. At the hot corner, and you have Javier Baez in short now. They did get Tucker Barnhart from the Reds, and the venerable Miguel Cabrera. And if Miguel Cabrera could play 125 games, I don't know if he hurts you in the lineup. Just hasn't hit over the last few years, but I think they're not stuck with him per se. But Robbie Grossman they have in, in the outfield, pretty underrated guy. I think he had a 2020 season, or close to it, Robbie Grossman. Akil Badu in center. They signed Eduardo Rodriguez, who's in that rotation. Tarek Skubal, Casey Mize, Matt Manning. Uh, what's the other guy? Tyler Anderson, maybe. I don't know. But that, hey, the AL Central's never uh, a boon for great teams. Might not so good to and then they tried to get a commercial in. It's like King Hap. They tried to get a commercial in there. Um, Javier Baez, though, incidentally, um, I think it was the second highest 
on-base percentage of his career this year with 319. I think he had a 326 in 2018 uh, with the Cubs. 319. Doesn't walk, though. And these are the things that we were talking about earlier. His contract includes an opt-out after two seasons. Right? So, you know, obviously, if he's really good, he might say, hey, I'm going to get out of here. After two world championships in the AL Central and overall the world championships of baseball, the Detroit Tigers, bring back Sparky Anderson and Willie Horton and Gates Brown and Mickey Stanley and Jim Northrup, Bill Freehan. Let's throw in some names out. Norm, the late Norm Cash. Well, Bill Freehan passed away this year also. Jim Northrup, I think, is also deceased as well. Uh, Don Wirt. Was in there. Ray Euler died young, and but what if they had a good? That was a pretty good Tigers team for a number of years when teams really stayed together. AJ Hinch isn't he the manager? I'm not. I haven't seen one other person. Yeah, Dick McAuliffe, of course. Dick McAuliffe. I think he was a left-handed hitter. There were years when I thought he was a switch hitter, and I could be wrong. I think he was just a left-handed hitter. Dick McAuliffe. Also played a lot of years with the Red Sox, I believe, too. He had a pretty good career, Dick McAuliffe. I liked him. Uh, he had a better career than Krista McAuliffe, but that's something else, of course. But now after two years, does Javier Baez opt out? I mean, when was what was the last, and I'm not sure about this. I'm asking the question, if anyone knows, what was the last $100 million deal given out by the Detroit Tigers? Does anyone know? I mean, I remember they did give a $100 million deal in the last, like, six or seven years to somebody, a pitcher. Was that the last? Or that might have been the only $100 million deal ever. Unless, how did they get Miguel Cabrera? Did they sign him to a big deal years ago, or did they just get him in a trade? I don't even know, but remember Jordan Zimmerman signed that five-year, what, $110 million contract back before the 2016 season. I think it was Jordan Zimmerman. In three of the five years of that contract, he had an ERA over six. And his only other seasons, he had a 487 ERA in 2016 and a 452 ERA in 2018. So, yeah, we're going to say that contract didn't work out. One contract I did like, the Cubs reached a two-year $13 million deal with catcher Jan Gomes, who we talked about earlier. And he hit uh, 252 this year and 349 at-bats. 49 runs, 14 homers, 52 RBIs, and a 723 OPS. But now I asked the question earlier, what do you do, Mal Pal, with Wilson Contreras? What do you do with him? I mean, oh, gee, Zimmerman, that was terrible. Come on, that was a terrible deal. It wasn't the Chris Davis deal, but it was terrible. Uh but Gomes said he's a pretty good catcher. He was an all-star, right, with the Indians one year. He had 21 homers one year and 74 RBIs. That was, that was a lifetime ago, if I remember. These were the catchers at any given time on the Cubs roster in 2020 behind Wilson Contreras. I'm going to name these guys. Austin Romine, P.J. Higgins, Tyler Payne. Robinson Chirinos, Eric Castillo, Tony Walters, and Jose Lobaton. 
Those were the catchers. I, I'll tell you something. I, I thought it was a little... I remember vaguely reading that they tendered both Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt. What do you do? Do you re-sign Anthony Rizzo? I know the Yankees are hot and heavy to get Freddie Freeman. And I wonder if Freddie Freeman's agents are saying, let's use the Yankees as leverage. He doesn't want to go to New York. He wants to stay here in Atlanta. So I don't know. That's a good idea. The Yankees should get Contreras, Wilson Contreras. But then what do you do with Gary Sanchez? I mean, I, I guess you have to peddle him for nickels on the dollar, right? This was a weird signing, I thought. The Diamondbacks signed closer Mark Melanson to a two-year, $14 million contract. And I'm saying to myself, if Corey Knebel got one year and $10 million, well, how does Mark Melanson only get two years and $14 million from the Diamondbacks? And after all, he led the NL in saves last year with 39 from Malpal San Diego Padres. Had a 223 ERA, 59 strikeouts in 64 and two-thirds innings. And he made his fourth All-Star team. He led the NL with, in saves with 51 back in 2015 with the Pirates. And he averaged uh, 37 saves over a four-year period in the middle of this decade, 2013 to 2016. Now, But I wonder, didn't the Diamondbacks lose 110 games? And they, they had a 10-31 and 31 record. I looked it up in one-run game. So he might help there, but do they hold on to Mark Melanson? I have a feeling he's going somewhere. Nobody knows yet. Luis Garcia, the relief pitcher. Not not to be confused with the Houston starting pitcher of the same name, Luis Garcia. The relief pitcher signed a two-year, $7 million deal with the Padres. And remember, he kind of came out of nowhere with the Cardinals in July. I know he's been pitching forever. He had a 324 ERA and an 099 whip, two saves. 34 strikeouts and eight walks and 33 in the third innings. Luis Garcia with the Padres. Who's in a Padre bullpen? It sounds like they got, don't bullshit me, guess Columbus. You know what they say to you? Goodbye, Columbus. Wasn't that a movie with like Richard Benjamin was in Goodbye, Columbus? If I remember. Who's in a bullpen for Craig Stammen, right? Emilio Pagan and Luis Garcia. Who's the closer? Drew Pomerantz and Austin Adams. Who's in there? Robert Suarez. That's a, And I'll tell you something. That could be a pretty good signing by the Padres. Robert Suarez. Have, anybody, have we heard of Robert Suarez? He pitched for the Hanshin Tigers in 2021 and had 42 saves. A 116 ERA and an 077 whip. 58 strikeouts and 8 walks. In 62 and a third innings. So we've had Robert Suarez. I know, but Paula Prentice. Yeah, she was married to. They're still, they're alive. I think they're still married. They've been married for like 60 years. She was kind of hot. Remember they had that show in the 60s. Paula Prentice and, and Dick Benjamin, Richard Benjamin. It was like he and she, something like that. I think it only ran for a year or two. Right? It wasn't Good Morning World. That was with, like, Joby Baker. It wasn't when he was a DJ. It was he and she. And I think it was on for two years. They were, you know, played a married couple. I forget the show. You know, it was on in black and white. 
back then. 60 years, I believe, I guess, Columbus. But I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're both alive and well. She was actually a pretty cute woman, Paul Apprentice. Kind of tall, if I remember. But we're getting back to Robert Suarez for a minute, who wasn't ever married to Paul Apprentice. Uh, he's been in Japan for the past five years. And I'm wondering, in a way, you spend time in the country, if you can actually speak the language ever. Or do you need a translator to go out to the mound? Like, what would Robert Suarez, what's his native language? It's probably Spanish, right? I mean, I don't know. Could he speak Spanish, Japanese, and American, and English? I don't know. I get rid of inter interpreters. I just don't like that whole deal. I think they're actually hackers. And I think one of the interpreters actually was my hacker. It wasn't Warren Hacker, as Lenny pointed out from Chicago. It wasn't that. Opening day, guess Columbus for the Mets. Well, we know right now it's not going to be Marcus Stroman. I hope Jacob, if, if Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer are both healthy, I think it has to be DeGrom. Has to be, right? That's your, that's your guy that's been in the organization since he was 12 years old, cleaning bullpens out and mucking the stalls of horse manure. Come on. It's got to be Jacob DeGrom, guess Columbus. Oh, started, there's no Tom Lenore tonight. He called me earlier. After the hack, I tried to get Tom to see his insight on what I should do. And he said, ah, let it go. It's the damage has been done. And I guess that's true. I don't know. Oh, but getting back to Suarez again, and this will be it on him. 162 ERA. Uh, oh, this is Nick Martinez, actually. Nick Martinez. Had a 162 ERA, 146 strikeouts and 39 walks with the SoftBank Hawks. I love the names of these teams. Uh, and, his, and as Malpal pointed out, <coughs> excuse me, he has a 477 ERA and a 145 whip in the majors. 237 strikeouts and 148 walks. For that, he got $20 million. But he's been, he's been in, I think he's been pitching in Japan for a number of years now. Chris Taylor's four-year deal to return to the Dodgers is worth $60 million and includes a fifth-year option. And he did the right thing. He also, like Rysel Iglesias, uh, rejected the qualifying offer by the team. And I guess after losing Seager and Scherzer, the Dodgers had to say, hey, we need a guy that's been here for our fans. And hopefully Cody Bellinger comes back. He was a, didn't Cody Bellinger win the Rookie of the Year and the MVP? I know he was an MVP. Man, he was terrible this year. But getting back to Chris Taylor, had career highs this year in runs with 92, RBI 73, walks 63. Uh, he had a 20 homers, 13 stolen bases, 25 doubles, a 782 OPS, and he made his first All-Star team. And remember... Chris Taylor had three home runs in game five of the AL, of the NL, I'm sorry, CS. Had nine RBIs, 10 hits, three stolen bases, three walks, a 1589 OPS in that series. So, Chris Taylor. Jackie Bradley returned to the scene of some of his greatest triumphs. And I've always said I'm surprised that Jackie Bradley, who's noted for his defense, has only won a single gold glove, right? You would have thought the way they talk about Jackie Bradley in reverence that he was like Brooks Robinson with the gold gloves. 
but he's only won one. And remember, he signed that two-year, $24 million deal with the Brewers before last season. That, yeah, that, what is it? Who saw this coming? I, I bought him in 2NL only, and he just never. Oh, I was a little short on. Uh, see, and that, like I said, guest Columbus, people only remind you when you're wrong. They don't remind of all the times I've been right in baseball. Like after this year when the, the Tigers win the AL Central. No one's going to say, George, that was a great call by you. No one. But if they come in fifth, like everybody expects, or fourth, yeah, what a call by you. You suck. I'm getting out of your sight right now. But Bradley hit 163 and 387 at-bats. It can't get much worse than that. 29 RBIs and six homers, 39 runs, seven stolen bases, a 497 OPS. I think Lenny and I together, if you add up our OPSs in 387 at-bats, would be around 497. Uh, well, Hunter Renfro went to uh, the Brewers. I like Hunter Renfro. He's a pretty good defensive player for a big guy. 89 runs, 33 doubles, 31 homers, 96 RBIs, 521 at-bats, an 816 OPS. I like Hunter Renfro. I actually like him better than Jackie Bradley at this point, but uh, the Red Sox got a couple young prospects. One guy was like a 23-year-old player playing in like high A ball, so he should be good, I'm thinking, right now. I don't know. Uh, Jordan Lyles, right? I think this was the last deal right before the CBA. Everybody went to sleep Wednesday. He signed a one-year, $7 million deal with the Orioles. And Jordan Lyles, he's, I'm going to say, on the lower end of mediocre. and It's probably on the upper end of just plain bad. I mean, I'd rather have Jordan Lyles than Martin Perez. But then again, I'd probably almost rather have anybody than Martin Perez. For the Rangers in 2021, Lyles was 10-13. and 13. Had a 5.15 ERA and a 1.39 whip uh, in 180 innings. That was a career high for him. 146 strikeouts and 56 walks. He led the AL in earned runs with 103 and home runs allowed with 38. And this is scary. We just talked about uh, Jordan Lyles. This is scary to think that the addition of Jordan Lyles probably actually improves the Orioles' rotation. Come on. It's, that's crazy. That's crazy talk, isn't it? It really is. I mean, Andrew Knapp signed a deal. These were elite deals Wednesday night that I just jotted down. The Reds signed Andrew Knapp to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training, and he spent his whole career with the Philly organization. Andrew Knapp is basically a nobody also. I mean, obviously he's not Jan Gomes, who is a somebody, right? No, I am. First of all, Mal Pal, come on. The last time I was wrong, Mal Pal, is when I thought I was wrong. I got a bunch of also some contracts that were signed this week. And because we're, if I'm, God willing, if I'm still here next week and there's, you know, nobody's uh, signing this week, I might just save a lot of these for next week. Because I did want to talk about Curtis Granderson. And he, he came into the news this week. Granderson was among the names being considered for the Mets managerial job. But uh, then later I read he said no. 
I don't want that job. And okay, a lot of, I'm sure a lot, of, I guess Columbus knows, probably a lot of people uh, don't, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Why New York? I mean, come on, the guy, the owner, Steve Cohen, he's worth like $4 billion. Come on, they should have signed Corey Seager. No, obviously you can't. They have Francisco Lindor. Imagine that. What a kick in the ass for Francisco Lindor. They signed Corey Seager and say, Francisco, son, you're making a lot of money. We need you at second base next year. Now, is he gay, really? I don't know about that. I might have to Google that later. I thought he was married, Curtis Granderson. It might be to a man. Not a Hall of Famer, guess Columbus. Pretty good career. Good guy, right? Good clubhouse guy. You know, not a Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Fame personality. 7,236 at-bats, 1,217 runs, 1,800 hits. Then he had 346 doubles, 95 triples, 344 homers, 937 RBIs. These are good numbers. 924 walks, 153 stolen bases, an 803 OPS. Come on. Those are good numbers. He's not gay. Now I got, okay, guess Columbus. Now I got to Google now. Let me check my football score. I'm down by 12. And I'm, I have a 9% chance of winning. I have one guy left to go. Ramondre Stevenson tomorrow night. I'm down by 12. He has uh, Brandon McManus, the kicker, tonight. So, yeah, I'm probably going to lose. And then I'm out. I'm a 9% chance of winning. He has a 91% chance. And I love the name of his team. Dickin da Buckus. Dickin da Buckus. I guess after Dick Buckus, of course, the great uh, Chicago Bear from many years ago. Now, is this true? Is that true? I'm going to Google him because it can't be. It just can't. I, I mean, not that it matters. No, of course not. There's nothing wrong with it. Okay, wait. I got to Google this here. Uh, I'm looking. Well, well, I said there's rumors of gay. Okay, I'm just looking. It says he's he says he's not gay, so I'm gonna go with Curtis Granderson, right? He says he's not gay. It's what it says. I gotta go with that. But now I'll always wonder. He's not dating anyone. Okay, they he says he's straight. Could we believe him now? Doesn't have any kids. All right. I'm just going to go with that for now. And No, there's no chance. I just, I guess, Tracy, I'm just saying. Is I just want to, I'm, I'm fine with it. Believe me, I'm fine with it. And that makes sense why you wouldn't want to be the manager. I mean, it's a, New York, it's a big market. People care in New York, right? Guess, Tracy, I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with anything, believe me. I'm, that's one thing I've never done, actually. And I'm not sure if I believe... I think Guess Columbus could be a troublemaker on his side. Job, excuse me. Uh, we still have some a few things to go over this week. The Brewers, 
invited David Dahl to spring training. He got an invite. He had a minor league contract with the Brewers last August, and he was cut loose earlier, excuse me, earlier that month by the Rangers. Hit just 210 with the Rangers in 205 at bats, four homers, 18 RBIs, a 569 OPS. And remember, he's another guy that spent probably more time in the trainer's room than actually on the playing field. He was an NL All-Star for the Rockies in 2019, but didn't appear in a game that season after August 2nd. So David Dahl, a minor league deal with the Brewers. The Brewers also signed Abraham Almonte to a minor league deal with an invitation to spring training. Okay. Well, no, I I understand you. We all do our due diligence because we're baseball guys, guess Columbus. Believe me, I'm a baseball guy through and through. Even though my favorite sport is football, actually playing it and watching it over the years. But, oh no, David Dahl was put on the DL. They didn't announce it already, Malpal, but I know. Uh, While he signed his contract, he sprained his wrist, David Dahl. But the Brewers signed Abraham Almonte, and he's an interesting guy because he spent parts of the last five seasons with five different major league teams, and if he makes the Brewers this year, it'll be six teams in six years, and that's if they have a season, of course. And Almonte, there were a lot of injuries in the Braves' outfield this year, and Almonte received 148 at-bats. That's a lot for him. He's played parts of probably eight or nine years in baseball. I don't know if he ever had a full season in baseball. 20 runs and 12 doubles, five home runs, 19 RBIs, 38 strikeouts, and 26 walks, a 730 OPS. But he did have a time of providence, let's say, in AAA Reno. As most players do, ask Kevin Crone or Matt Caesar. He had a 940 OPS, 79 runs, 17 homers, 12 stolen bases, 60 walks, and 319 at-bats. So, yes, okay, Almonte's a quadruple-A player. He is. He's all that. This was an interesting move, I thought, this week. The Giants, and the Giants make a few with their pitching staff. As I said, they already signed Alex Cobb to a two-year, $20 million deal. They signed... Uh, former Diamondback John Duplantier, I love that name, to a minor league deal, and he was like, right, he was a big time prospect. I think he was a top hundred prospect as recently as a few years ago, right? He was a third round pick with the Diamondbacks in 2016, but just injuries keep getting in the way for him, and uh, so we'll see. There, he's a guy to keep in mind, John Duplantier. I might even put his name in the chat room. His name's never been in the chat room, I don't think, until now. There he is, John Duplantier. Uh, They also signed Mauricio Lovara. And I want to write his name because I don't even know how to say this name. But it's two L's I know. This guy right here. They signed him to a minor league deal also. But he has a 1291 ERA, 261 whip in seven and two-thirds innings at the major league level. This was a surprise this week when I read this. Freddie Galvis, the venerable Freddie Galvis, is expected to sign a contract with the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks. I love the names of these teams in Japan's Nippon 
Professional Baseball League. Freddie Galvis had a 23 home run season as recently as 2019. And in 2017 and 18, he played 162 games. And he's 34 hits short of the Magic 1,000 hit club. So Freddie Galvis, it looks like he's going to uh, Japan right now. And right before I got on, I got this bit of news. The Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays have been the most aggressive teams in the pursuit of Japanese outfielder Siya Suzuki. I like that. If one team doesn't get them, they could say, see ya, Suzuki. No, we're all a little homophobic, guess Tracy. A little bit. I mean, I don't know. I'm just reporting the facts as they're on this, as they're in the chat room. So I don't know. Somebody said Granderson is gay. I don't know. But see ya, Suzuki. The Red Sox were quick to trade Hunter Renfro. So who knows? I I don't know about Sia Suzuki, but I'm going to call it Guest Tracy. I I think we all are. I am a little. I mean, my wife will be the first to tell you that I am. I don't know. I guess it's the way in a way people are brought up. I was brought up like an animal, actually, but that's that's a story for another week. I'd like to thank guest Tracy and, of course, the great guest Columbus, King Hap, and Malpal, the great Malpal, Daniel Ferrara, Lenny. Uh, I'm trying to see Eddie Heckman was on for a while. Mitch and Merrill Harston were on. Mike Montalbano was on. Guest Isadora. Uh, I'll have to scroll up just to see if I'm, I'm probably missing people. I, I appreciate everybody being on, even for a short time tonight. You know, hopefully I'll be on next week with T. Higgins, of course, and uh, Brewer Jim uh, made a quick appearance. So, Daniel, I think if I didn't mention Daniel, thank you. As always, Daniel, great job by you tonight. Uh, When I heard about the uh, hacking today, this was the only song I added to my playlist for tonight. God willing, I'll be here next week. And I'm sorry if I've ruffled any feathers on the podcast. Uh, it's definitely not intentional. Thank you, guys. I should laugh, but I cry because your love has passed me by. You took me by surprise You didn't realize That I was wasting Time goes slowly But carries on And now the best years Have come and gone You took me by surprise I didn't realize That you were Everything I had to put the on me. I go along now, 
Stream classics like The Office whenever you'd like. YouTube TV.